How to Lent. I'm Father Kurt Hine with Light of Christ Anglican Church, and today we're going to be talking about how to practice and keep a Holy Lent. Um, so there are really three aspects of practicing a Holy Lent, of observing a Holy Lent, and those are to fast, to give, and to pray. To fast, to give, and to pray. So why fast? Why fast during Lent? Well, first of all, is the example of Christ. We read in Matthew 4, uh, verse 2, and after, four, and after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus was hungry. And so Jesus fasted. And so we follow in the footsteps of Jesus, and we also fast for 40 days. And then it's also the practice of the church. We read in Acts chapter 14, And when they had appointed elders for them in every church, with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. And so we see that fasting is not only a practice of Jesus, but it's a practice of the early church. And so we continue in that practice together. So what is fasting? Well, fasting is giving up something that you enjoy. You don't fast to earn favor with God. You don't fast to manipulate him to do something for you or for someone else. You don't fast because somehow creation is bad. No, we fast actually because creation is a gift from God. We fast because creation is good. The problem is that instead of receiving creation as a gift from God, what we do is we try to clutch at it. We try to grasp at it. We try to fill the place. We, we try to use that thing, that created thing, to fill the place of God in our life. That's what we try to do. And that's called idolatry. It's really the original sin, isn't it? Think of Adam and Eve's first sin in the garden. What do they do? They reach out and they grasp the created thing. They grasp the fruit in order to become like God without God. And that really sums up sin and the human condition in sin, doesn't it? And so this is what we do with the good creation that God has placed us in. We try to grasp at it to fill what only God can fill. We are made by God for God. So in fasting, we take time to release ourselves from a good thing that we enjoy. So we can, in feeling the loss of that good thing, in the hunger for that thing, whatever it is, use that as a prompt to seek God instead. To seek our fundamental need, which is God. So what happens then is that when we, when we end the fast, surprisingly, instead of grasping, we have a heart that's learned to be like an open hand receiving the created thing as a good gift from God. And so we move from this, and fasting helps us releasing that, to move to this. And what happens, you'll find, surprisingly, that you'll actually be more in tune with the created world and able to enjoy it more as, you, as it's put in its proper place under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. So if this is your first time fasting, some advice. Start small. Start small. It's uh, with any spiritual discipline, you want to start small and work up. Um, I remember as a teenager, I would, I would go to the gym and I would have this detailed plan. And I remember um, I went in and I did that full detailed plan. I made sure I went to every machine and did as many reps as I could. And what happened? Well, uh, the next week I could barely move. You want to start small. If you don't, you'll injure yourself. So, so, uh, and you'll get disappointed. And, uh, and so don't do that. Start small, be kind to yourself, move into this um, slowly, and, uh, and God honors that. God honors those, those baby steps. So start small. Um, the way you can do this is maybe um, 
take your lunch on Wednesday and, and have just water instead. If you intend to do something more intense, um, you can do that, but please make sure uh, this proviso, please make sure, especially if you're elderly or have other conditions to talk to your doctor first. Um, so you do it in a way that doesn't injure you. Um, there are other things that you can fast from as well, not only food, uh, media, alcohol, sugar, um, etc. And do remember also that during Lent, Sundays are not a fast day, even in Lent. So you're able to break your fast on Sunday as a way to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So remember that. So uh, the first thing we talked about is fasting. And then the second practice is giving, to give. During Lent, we also give. So um, look for a way to give of your time and your money to someone, um, or both, to someone who's in need or, or to an organization that does good. Remember James chapter 1, verse 27. St. James says, Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. So the Holy Spirit calls us to be like Christ, who poured out his life for us, to also pour out our life to, in service to the poor and the outcast, to those on the margins, to those who are hurting, to those that are hungry and homeless. So find a good work to do or to give to, or both, and prioritize that during this season. So we, so we uh, fast, we give, and finally, we pray. Lent is a time for serious prayer, a wonderful moment, a wonderful season to create a new habit of prayer if you don't have one, or perhaps to rediscover an old habit that's uh, died off. <laughs> um, begin family devotions again, or pray Lectio Divina, or do Ignatian practices, or just read the scripture in a prayerful way, or pray the, the, the Lord's Prayer before every meal. Something, some sort of prayer. I, I know someone who every Lent makes it his practice to pray for all of his enemies by name, people who have hurt him deeply. He prays for them and for the Lord to bless them and bring them to repentance by name. And he's found that that practice, although very, very hard, has brought much, much healing. So putting it all together, let me give you a quick example or two about how you can observe a Holy Lent for the first time, how, how you might choose to go about doing that in, in practice. Okay, so here are two examples. First one is I might fast from every Wednesday lunch and use that time, that 30 minutes, to pray for those, especially Christians and Anglicans, who are hungry and hurting in South Sudan. And then I will take the money that I normally use to buy lunch, let's say that $15, and I will take that money and donate it to the Anglican Relief and Development Fund to help, to help those people. Okay, that's, that's one simple way. And I, I, and I um, think it's a good idea to write these down. Write these down and put them on your wall so you can remember. Uh, put it in your Bible. Or here's another one. I'll fast from all social media. You'll, you'll be amazed at how much time you'll have. And every time you feel that hunger to go browse social media, you'll instead go to your Bible app and you'll listen to the Bible prayerfully beginning in Matthew and just see how far you go, how far you get through the, the New Testament listening to that. And then maybe you'll also volunteer at a local hospice and say that you'll spend two to four hours on, on every Saturday of Lent working in the office or going and visiting the patients at the hospice. So those are two ideas you can come up with your own. To, and remember, the, the, the three parts of, of the practice are to um, 
fast to give and to pray. So I invite you, therefore, in the name of the church to observe a holy Lent. One final thing. So before Ash Wednesday, which is the beginning of Lent, we have Shrove Tuesday. We not only get together to eat pancakes with sugary syrup, because uh, we may be giving up sugar for Lent, <laughs> we also take time to make a good confession in preparation for Lent, to confess our sins. So a shrove actually comes from the Old English, and it means um, to be forgiven or um, to ask for forgiveness. And so um, I'll be in the office on Tuesday, March 1st, from 9 to 12 and 1 to 3, uh, March 1st. Or, and if this video, if I show this video to people later, it might be a different date and a different year. But 9 to 12 and then 1 to 3, hearing confession. So 9 to 12, 1 to 3, on March 1st, Shrove Tuesday, hearing confess confession. No appointment is necessary. I'm going to be hearing confession in the sanctuary. If the door to the sanctuary is open, you're, there's no one there, you're welcome to come in. Um, if it's closed, someone's in there, so wait for it to open. Um, there'll be a sign on the door making everything clear, so don't worry about that. Um, confession normally takes 10 minutes. If it's your first time, it may take uh, 15 to 20. Um, if you want to know more about this, if you want to prep, grab your Book of Common Prayer, turn to page 223, and you can, get a gl you can glance at the right and see what we're actually going to be doing. And um, I've included a link in the YouTube description below to a document written by my friend, uh, Father Michael Jarrett, entitled Preparing for Confession. It's really, really helpful. Please take time to read that and prepare if it's your first time. Um, read that document, it'll answer most of your questions. And if you still have a question, feel free um, to shoot me an email or text me or give me a call or just come and, and ask your question in person. So thank you for watching this. I'm looking forward to this Lent. I need a time of some self-reflection and I'm getting into some prayer again and uh, some of these practices that I've talked about. If you like this video, please hit the like button, subscribe, and share this with your friends. I'll see you soon.